0: we are all religious people. We all find something to put our faith into. Whether you believe or disbelieve in God, you still hold a belief that is contingent upon some degree of faith that you are correct. In this episode, I am going to challenge anyone who holds a belief, be it about the existence or the non-existence of God.
1: Bailey hey I'm Michael and I'm David and today is the
0: day dun 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 it is time to dig in to the atheists we're so gonna, gonna have the we're, gonna, atheists. we're gonna piss off half our audience
1: today we're gonna have to dig up that grave pull out that rotting corpse punch it in the face put it back and cover it back with dirt basically yeah or like so. most of the modern world well a growing percentage of the modern world we're going to piss off. Right, right. Because so... there's actually been, fun fact, there's been a lot of studies in heavily Christian-based societies mm-hmm. that because of its ties with kind of everything, including like government and whatnot, mm-hmm. the amount of Christians has decreased due to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Because I mean, as we spoke previously, uh Christian, well... It, the Doing stuff in the name of Christianity isn't always the most Christian thing, and it really pisses off a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. but that that's not the focus of the day. Focus on you filthy fucking atheists. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. talk
0: about the Christians in the next episode. So it, and in the
1: previous episode. Yeah. Check it we, out. It was pretty fire.
0: Check out the, the problem of Christians or also the episode coming out next week uh, where we will focus on where Christians in America have failed. But today, the don't topic is atheists, and atheism, more specifically. So up to this point um, in the show, we have primarily focused on Christianity and what that belief system system proposes, reasons for belief, and answers to objections to belief. While I think Christianity is a sound belief system without many holes, it does have its flaws primarily in its adherence, which we will discuss more in the next episode. So today, let's turn the focus towards belief of atheism, and evaluate that. Now, before I get into this, I want to make it clear for the ladies and gentlemen at home. I'm evaluating, in this episode, atheism as an ideology, not atheists as in the people. I, I don't think David would really fall into 100% of the category of the things that I'm going to critique in this episode.
1: but Just like when we are critiquing Christianity in the previous episode and the next episode, you do not fall really in there. Maybe. I
0: don't Actually, know. Actually, I don't know.
1: We'll, we'll uh, see. I might fall into some of them. Yeah. but, but Well, previously when we've delved into issues with it or shortcomings of it, you usually don't fall into those. Just like David's not going to fall into the atheist ones because we as a collective hold some pride in trying to be accepting and understanding of each other's <clears throat> views and ideologies while also using others' views and ideologies to build ourselves up yeah and to create kind of a little safe space where right. we can openly talk about these and go hey yeah this is what's wrong with my viewpoint this is what's Wrong with yours? Is what's wrong with yours? And we all three can do that, yeah, peacefully, yeah, because we're not fucking dickheads,
0: right? Um, but there will be some things that uh, I'll have to poke the beast, the the tiny, the 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 hairy David man, and you you like, David, what's what's the deal, David? Because we did that you. last episode with Michael, and we were like, Michael, what's, what's the deal, Michael? Yeah. So, hey, here it comes. All right, so uh, prepare your. Prepare your butts, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, Under the atheistic worldview, the supernatural does not exist at all. Instead, all that exists is the natural world, which is a concept known as philosophical naturalism. And scientific theories such as the Big Bang and evolution are currently the best explanations we have for everything that we observe in the natural world. Would that be a fair characterization, at least, of the existential aspect of atheism david before i continue
1: pretty much okay i mean and it can dive <clears throat> deeper into like how you appreciate the natural world mm-hmm. because i mean like for example i fall into some existentialist thoughts and whatnot mm-hmm. as we spoke with like in the episodes about beauty and everything right relating to that
0: okay um so in previous episodes i've discussed uh the problems using with with using evolution in the big bang oh yeah to fill in the gaps in our uh in our knowledge in the first series of episodes and i think david agrees with me on the points there
1: yeah it's not a perfect system but it's what we have at the point yeah and it will never be fully 100 percent completed
0: right so with this is stuff we've already covered but i'm gonna briefly uh talk about it again uh just to kind of recap and bring us up to speed um, under atheism, you have to accept that there are many unanswered questions, such as the hard problem of consciousness. What is consciousness? Why are physical processes ever accompanied by experience? Why do humans have higher level of consciousness, uh, conscious experience than other animals? And then you also have uh, the problem of, mor- of morality. We all here believe that morality itself is objective. But without God, there is no explanation or grounding for why morality is objective. And if morality were subjective, what would be the point? Supernatural phenomenon has no place in atheism because it shouldn't exist, and yet it does. Just look at the many paranormal investigators out there, or people who have claimed to have religious experiences. Who are you to say that all their experiences weren't real? something happened. The question is, how do you explain it? And there's among other things, of course. Um, So see our first series of episodes for the full rundown on that. My point is that disbelief in God causes more problems than it solves. When we turn away from God, we naturally turn to something else in its place. And in my experience with atheists, that thing generally becomes science or politics and i will turn it over to david as i've probably yeah. put a put a case for it
1: like mean, with most things how oh, even a lot of religious people it's stray strays straight into uh, as you said like politics that's true and i mean it does play a it, role in it but, but it's but something th- within kind <coughs> of the physical world we can take a part of in that aspect
0: i guess what i'm getting at with with that last statement is with atheists you know they they tend to turn to politics or science in a religious sense as opposed i mean christians obviously turn to god in a religious sense but they do nominal
1: nominal christians turn to politics as a religion of sorts to yeah yes and no to reinforce their Christianity. So there
0: there's two there's two ways that can go. Number one is like Christians, whether they're nominal or or good hearted, um, can turn to politics as an outward way of expressing their faith in a positive way. Um and then they can also in a nominal sense kind of idolatrize idolat. Idol, idol. mm, you know what I'm trying to say. Adult,
1: make an I making making
0: make an idol out of politics, which idolize. we'll talk about later. Idolize. That's the one. Um, yeah.
1: But yeah, the point I'm getting at is any human is going to reach for some crutch, whether that's theism, anti-theism, drugs. And so when you take a sp- higher power out of it it allows them to more certainly focus on science or or uh, politics or economics whereas a Christian they have to <clears throat> usually badly attempt to balance them too yeah and say with like science I get why a lot of atheists turn directly into heavy on the science field because it ex- well,
0: it, it, it provides a, an expan- uh, well, an it has existential explanation for a lot of things. It has like the possibility of, the of
1: explaining and you could be the person that finds like, Oh, well, here's how this thing we didn't know about works. And it adds a little piece to the puzzle. Yeah. And also it's kind of a retort towards, uh, certain Christian sects of older times. That were very against, and this is more any scientific growth was called witchcraft or whatever. This is not a, necessarily a Christian problem, hmm. more of a religion problem. Well, it's it, for example, in America, we have a lot of anti intellectualism movement, yeah, and a lot of that's unfortunately. And we keep tapping
0: into all the things uh, we're gonna yeah, talk un- in next unfortunately, episode, that's heavily but,
1: tied to religion, yeah. <clears throat> Which it shouldn't be, because, I mean, like, if you should want to learn more about your religion or want to learn more about something, you should be doing research upon that, and that might tie into science, that might tie into history, that might tie into any subject matter. Right. Yeah, and just don't blankly state something you read on fucking Reddit as fact. Yeah. Atheist? Or Wikipedia. you are really bad about that. <laughs> yeah, or Wikipedia. Look at the sources first. Yeah. And another thing I've noticed atheists really do is pick apart at a religious person's shortcomings. Mm -hmm. But the same shortcomings aren't necessarily as evenly picked at for someone that is atheist. They'll blame something else. So they they
0: judge Christians to a higher standard than atheists.
1: They blame... Christianity for the problem of Christians, right? And with atheism, they can't do that, so they usually avoid it. Yeah, because there's well, it's easier because there's something unifying with religion. They're like, oh, they believe in this, this, just the basic fundamentals. For atheists, as like you, you were showing me a video, there's like different branches, technically like different ideals behind atheism,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then. You get in the mixture of agnostic people tied in with atheism, and it's like a whole shit show in itself.
0: Yeah, there's it's not as black as white, black and white as just belief or disbelief. There's a lot of nuance, different types of beliefs, like
1: culture. But same goes with, say, Christianity and the traditions and cultures, right? Yeah, yeah, or any religion. So, remember, guys, even though they don't believe in God, they're not all the same and right, then you have right. the anti-theists and they're just dickholes yeah and yeah. then you have uh your little groups that might as well call themselves churches and just admit they're religious <laughs>
0: There are atheist churches.
1: Uh, Ch- they, church of Satan, Church of Set.
0: No, like, just actually, a, they're called atheist churches.
1: Oh, that's stupid. Yeah. I mean, I understand, especially if it was, like, in the South. Because well, there
0: are, from what I know, from what I'm aware of, which is very little, I think it's, like, a, a there's, like, a group of ex-Christians that want the community, but not the religion. So, they create churches where they sing, like, secular songs and hang out and basically do Protestant church type things, but... They're atheists. Sounds it's, awful.
1: It's, it's weird. The only thing that kept me in church as a kid was to worry about going to fucking hell. I mean, though, I, I do <laughs> I understand. battle tanks and shit. <laughs> like, I'm just here so I don't go to hell, God. I'm hey, sorry. I do understand from a cultural standpoint because, as, like, we've said in the South, church is a major cultural foundation.
0: I'm pretty certain it's somewhere, like... Nevada or something like that. I don't that, remember exactly. Like somewhere sense. in the
1: Midwest. Yeah. Oh, that that makes all that makes just as much sense as the South. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, if it was up north, I'd be like, okay, what, what, what the fuck? <laughs> and, and then a lot of you atheists will grasp on the French theories, like simulation theory or all trip, right, crystal powers and shit. All right. Is, well, we're
0: we're we're getting a little off topic. Okay. We're kind of. Kind of ragging on. Oh, at that point, on. you're just religious. Yeah. So also just just because of uh some of the things that we're um discussing in this episode i can tell we're kind of flirting with what we're going to talk about next episode so but i'm mainly going bullying. forward let's let's try and keep it like um straightforward on the topic of atheism and you know david if you have anything to say yeah make it in defense of your position instead of against christians yeah, I guess, because we're going to do that next episode and we'll have we're that here whole, to bully you, you know, right. This, just, this is the episode where we bully. Yeah, David. I'm just
1: bullying everyone, including me.
0: Yeah. Uh, OK, so when we we're talking about um, atheists turning to science, um, which, again, I'm not going to say is a bad thing in and of itself. But it can. when reliance upon science is taken to an extreme, it can become scientism. The belief that we can't know anything unless it's scientifically verifiable. But, as I've mentioned before, scientism is a self-refuting philosophy because it is a philosophical presupposition. In other words, it requires philosophy to prove that science is superior as opposed to using science itself to prove its own superiority. So, under this view, uh, uh, science essentially becomes a religion.
1: In some ways. Though, for me, how I feel like stuff scientific is shit that under the same conditions can be repeated again right because with that if it can be repeated in the same conditions that's a verifiable fact
0: right well well i'm not saying yeah. that that's invalid what i'm saying and this is not really something that i think you're guilty of but a lot of atheists think like for example when we when not obviously not you but when i have might would have a conversation with another atheist they might not accept philosophical proofs for the existence of god because the only knowledge that is acceptable to them is science if you can't prove that god exists scientifically they don't care and the problem is there's a lot of things you can't prove with science but yet we believe them and we know that they're true
1: you couldn't prove half a fuck. If you go back 50 years... You can't years, prove the scientific... You couldn't m-
0: prove science we know today back then. You can't prove the scientific method. Because... With science. The scientific
1: method That's, was It's a philosophical
0: presupposition <laughs> yeah. to science. Yeah. And...
1: It's just... <clears throat> they don't allow... Francis the, Bacon made it and it's like, okay, we're using it now. And plus it's... The, it kind of narrow-mindedly keeps them and a pinpoint view instead of trying to branch out and go because if every scientist thought that way we probably wouldn't get shit done. Yeah, and there's also like crazy shit like say as we would call them freak accidents. Just in the world that the recreate it would take so long it's not even worth it. Right. In like the real world. Or like shit we don't want to do. I mean, like for example, Uh, when there was a fringe theory, not, not really a good one, but about when we tested atomic bombs that it would literally burn up the atmosphere and we would all die. (laughs) Do we really want to test shit like that? Not really. And yeah, (coughs) the scientific method, it's great for shit for like being able to verify like some things that can be 100% recreated safely yeah but for the big existential questions say like the big bang we can't recreate the big bang
0: yeah science and, has its limits and people need to know where those limits are before they go to science as the big ultimate thing that yeah and it's a great it's a great
1: little tool yeah but and it shouldn't just be the one sole thing and i'm talking and
0: to be fair christianity and and theism has its limits in many ways yeah. as well. But yeah. well, it's also like Christians uh, want to use God in a which I know I said I, sh- I wasn't going to do this. You know, I just talked to you guys about this. But a lot of Christians will go and be like, uh, "How did this happen, God?" It's called God of the gaps. Well, we've
1: we've, we've we,
0: yeah we talked about that. But like yeah. the thing is, there's a limit and. and I mean, technically, in one sense, I would believe that they're right because, yes, to some degree, God is the explanation if you reduce it down enough. But, but that's but like what happened
1: after a sudden emotion.
0: <laughs> but, but still, you have to know that there are limits. I'm not going to say that God is limited, but what I'm getting at is you shouldn't always just turn to a religious answer. Yeah. Just it depends on the scenario.
1: Well, yeah. bringing back like our uh, how the world was created, like. Yeah, yeah, God created it, but how did he? And what happened after he created it? Yeah. Yeah, And it's like saying, hey, how did he die? Natural causes. Well, shit, if you get shot and you bleed out, technically, your body naturally shut down. Every death's a natural cause. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't answer the question. But what a lot of people need to remember is the people who are conducting science... Or teaching our people. We are imperfect. So there are going to be imperfections in science and in any fucking thing. Yeah. And not so the, science is not bulletproof. And also, how there have been tons of quote unquote scientific research done to basically be propaganda. Yeah. The like other- the doctors and scientists saying, oh, smoking's good for you back in the 1960s. <laughs> oh, right. You have a baby in your stomach and you're nervous. Smoke a cigarette. It'll calm both you and the baby down. No. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. love to forget shit like that. Yeah. The last thing. Everything's biased, and with humans, there's always a a, a price for. One, one last
0: thing about uh, a limit of science is that it can tell you what is, but it cannot tell you what ought to be. So it, it can tell you scientifically this is what happens, but you can never derive a moral view out of that that has to come from some other place yeah so
1: that's something either you have to ponder or yeah no philosophers I mean, have to ponder yeah, like, yeah. Hey. so
0: a lot of the implications of science scientists will pose oh this is what you ought to believe but the thing is that's not scientific that 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 analysis they're drawing that from some other philosophy or in a way a religious belief even if it's not explicitly religious the way that we think of it, um, it is some intrinsic moral or whatever they're drawing upon, whatever their fundamental worldview is, to funnel that theory through. Yeah. That makes sense. That's That was really vague, like but when, hopefully like, it makes sense.
1: Like when you're thinking of procreation, yeah, science can go, hey, yeah, man, woman, make baby. Man, mm-hmm. like woman, because of this, that, and the other. But science can't tell you how they ended up coming together, what their dynamic is, what the family dynamic is, how they feel if about each other. If you ought to do it,
0: when you ought to do it, that that kind of thing.
1: Well, sci- science can tell you if, and you're most fertile, but it can't touch on the human aspect. Right. And yeah. I think a lot of people are missing that when they're using science as their religion. Yeah, and I mean, and like for example, there's different types like, sexual and behavioral sciences that are working on being able to figure out like, Oh yeah, this is when for them based on these circumstances are under and how they're going on an individual basis. Like, yeah, it could work out, but it's such a touchy and kind of taboo topic and trying to break those down though. It's also, it falls into, should we even do this as science? Right. Because, I mean, there's been a lot of experiments. And then there's
0: there's ethical science, like, w- w- ethical questions, like, can we do this as an experiment?
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> but uh... But you can't like, gather
0: ha- the restric- the ethical restrictions from the science. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. that's, that's...
0: That's a moral yeah. thing, and where do well, you it, get your morals it from? It plays in that, the general
1: morality, like, uh...
0: But then where do you get your morals day- from, and then that, that gets... That yeah, ties that, deeper that into a religious yeah. rabbit hole.
1: Like, uh... I think it was the 60s or the 70s. They did um, experiments on a type of monkey and the newborns with basically building a mother figure. One was like a hard, just wire, but it had a little teat so they could feed. Yeah, I know
0: what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: And it's like the ethical concerns of that is really, really damning. Or the idea of feral children. Or lobotomies. Oh, yeah. But... We I mean, didn't see those as bad until. I got a drill. I can do one if you need one. Like the
0: OG lobotomies. Yeah.
1: Mm. The, if you kids
0: don't know what they're what those were, I think it was back Kennedy. in the 40s or 50s. Uh,
1: I know they wanted to uh, shove
0: an ice pick up your nose and then slam it into your brain with a hammer, uh, and it would dislocate your brain. So yeah. Kennedy.
1: So. Uh, so. uh Charles, she Rose. I think was her name. Yeah. She got it, and it really fucked up her life forever. Even more yeah. More than it was already going to be fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was a Kennedy. Most of them, at that time, died from gunshots.
0: Rip. David went there.
1: <laughs> Had to do it. And then the, and then fun fact: uh, Kennedy is part of the anti-vax movement now. <laughs> wow. I'm not even kidding. Just remember, they all were just trying to get ahead, but they all took one today. <laughs> wow. All right. You guys are the making a All right, next thing. Next thing. Um,
0: so here's the crux of atheism. Atheism is essentially an ambiguous disbelief system. So how exactly should we define it? Should atheism be defined literally as the belief that God does not exist? Or should it be defined as the lack of belief in God? This may sound like semantics, but it's an important point to make. Uh. So... David. The hardest question. Yeah. Would you define atheism as the belief that God does not exist, or would you define it as a lack in belief of God?
1: For me, I would go heavily on the first one because a lack of belief, even like a lack of belief could still have a tiny little sliver of hope or belief. You're just lacking the majority basically think of it like a percentage part you might have one percent belief but you're lacking the 99 percent. where like god does not exist is all the way on one side where say um what's the term what's the term we, we,
0: agnostic atheism yeah agnostic atheism before you screw up the definition because i know you're about to do yeah, it
1: yeah I, I was gonna hope I <clears throat> hope for you to
0: yeah I'll, I'll cover you don't worry uh it's basically if you ask someone the question do you believe in god they're gonna say no do you know god exists yes the response is yes i know god does not exist that is going to be an atheist if you say do you believe in god no Do you believe, do you know God exists? No. So an agnostic atheist is going to say, I don't believe in God, but I don't know that God doesn't exist. So, and that's why I was, because me and David were talking about this earlier before we recorded. I think David, based on our conversations, is more of an agnostic atheist because he doesn't claim to know that God doesn't exist, but he doesn't believe in God.
1: Yeah, but, I'm like 95% by, he does not exist, but there's that 5% just laying out.
0: But you are, um, based, based on this definition, are you defining, ath- would you define atheism as the belief that God does not exist or the lack of belief in God? I know you said that um, the lack of belief in God, but are
1: you well, imposing bel- your view or? Well, I, I said the f- I would choose the first one. So that he does not belief, exist the belief
0: that God does not exist okay
1: because I mean at, from like when I found like oh yeah there's a word for what I be- what I do not believe in basically right it's like oh atheist and that's how I've always been told it or have heard about it it's like no existence when you die you go into the void or what you know figuratively
0: right so my position in this episode is that atheism, as defined as the belief that God does not exist, is an, is an absurd position to hold with any degree of confidence. So let's talk about the hunter dilemma. This is the ultimatum of belief. this is uh I've got uh, two pictures here in our uh outline, which Hell I yeah. will verbally describe hopefully. If my eyesight can help me.
1: Quick question: What's that? Can we possibly put a link in our description of the picture?
0: Well, this is a, these uh, pictures are actually taken from a video that is in the sources. Ah! So, oh shit! Tying it together. So yeah. All right. So basically, we have scales of belief. Typically, we think of um, kind of uh belief on a scale of 0 to 100 where you have at 0 there's no belief and 100 there is belief um so typically atheists will think you know belief in god either you know you're at 0 which means you don't believe or 100 that you do believe and that's kind of like a percentage of confidence but in reality and again this might sound like semantics but we're going to talk about it Um, in reality it's a scale from negative 100 to positive 100 at 0 you would have an agnostic position meaning I don't know 100 it is 100% positive God exists negative 100 would be 100% positive that God does not exist now um, both the theist and the atheist have a burden of proof. If one believes that God does not exist, what evidence is there to maintain this belief? So on our, our next uh, photo thing we have in our slide is uh, the burden of proof. So if you, if you imagine that scale, where in the middle you have an agnostic position, on the right you have a theist position, on the left you have an atheist position. The middle position, an agnostic has no burden of proof because they're not asserting anything. They're an agnostic. They're not saying that God exists. They're not saying that God does not exist. They're saying they don't know. So they don't have a burden of proof. So the theist who is saying that God exists, whether that's Christian or whatever, they have a burden of proof because they're making a position that God does exist. Similarly, the atheist is making a position that God does not exist also has a burden of proof because they're making a statement that they believe to be true namely that God does not exist so what I'm getting at here is what evidence is there to believe that God exists what evidence is there to believe that God does not exist which which the scales weigh heavier in so um. I guess before I I get into that, I'll I'll turn it to David uh, because we've talked about evidence for God in previous episodes. Um, However, as a challenge to David, no offense, David, but I don't think I've heard you give me evidence that God does not exist. So being that we've talked about this for like 30 episodes or whatever, can you tell me why you think it's I think you gave ninety five percent likely that God does not exist? why do you believe more than likely that God does not exist?
1: well kind of as like we've well I've kind of touched about in like previous episodes like belief for me is very should be very much a personal thing it should be about personal say revelations and whatnot and never having those had led me onto the path of no belief. And say like, when we talked about supernatural, never mm-hmm. have a supernatural experience in my life. And yeah. so that leads me to not believe in the supernatural. And then also <laughs> the say kind of negative connotations of, Like, because, you know, everything gets shown its flaws. Right. And that, especially when I was younger, led me more so like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Now it's like, eh, I mean, I still don't believe, Mm -hmm. but also the idea of belief is not far from my grasp of understanding. Gotcha. Go ahead. Quick question. I know I've probably asked this before, but are you open to finding belief? Yeah, if it shows up one day, then yeah, why not? It'd be an e- easier thing than like, oh yeah, when I die, just stop existing. <clears throat> or say, oh, well, there's something else. So, okay, cool. Secondary question. Would you ever seek for belief? It, see, depends on where I'm at in my life like right now not really seeking just trying to set the life I have into a good motion okay so that I'd say go ahead the willingness to find belief in the possibility of seeking it in the future is what separates you from a lot of people who Say the anti-theist or the edgy atheist, right? The ones we make fun of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what separates you because you're not closed off. To yeah, what I, I know. I, do take I, I
0: think a little bit more of an honest, noble position where you're yep. like, God might exist. I'm, I don't think he does, but
1: yeah, I'm ninety-five percent sure he does not. Yeah, whereas, but being I vague. could be wrong, and it's especially knowing and. Knowing about the human condition and a lot of our flaws and our predispositions sort towards of stuff, I know the human mind can do a lot of tricky shit. Yeah. And it could lead me astray. It could lead, say, But human how do you astray. know
0: your mind's not tricking you now? That
1: God could does be. not believe that, I that God's mean, not real. And I think with me and Bailey, we strongly believe that there is something higher. There is a God. Where yeah, instead of Michael being the odd one, I, it's me. <laughs> yeah, because remember, guys, I'm an agnostic theist. I believe. So you're in not
0: a hundred percent in that. I'm not in the middle. Uh, you're not. Yeah, you're you're more towards. I, I carry burden, the of, the proof theist. Yeah. Carry burden like of proof in this. You carry some. He's like fifty He's like
1: a f- positive fifty. When when you mentioned it, you said theistic viewpoint. Right. My agnostic comes from the.
0: You don't know which the. He, the he which form
1: of theism religious is, viewpoint, right, right i believe in god i don't believe in a certain god right whereas a true agnostic is like dead 50 middle, 50, I don't dude know. i yeah. don't know bro which i think most a lot of atheists are agnostic they just right they just don't pose the themselves word. as atheists yeah. because or it's easier to say you're atheist that's true it's easier to yeah. say like for me if someone yeah. corners me you just it's be like, yeah, it's to like,
0: easier to say you're agnostic.
1: It, or it's easier for me to be like, hey, no, yeah, no, I believe in God. Agnostic is even harder than eight It's like, yeah, no, God exists. No, okay, good, good, good. And so like, what wow, <laughs> Yeah, I don't sometimes. He exists, but depends on I how don't long of a know his the organization that plays with him. Yeah, and a lot of times in public I have to feign Christianity or feign atheism because it's just fucking easier, <laughs> which I think for a lot of people, that's what they do.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. easier to just not and have a conversation. Also, with you don't as
1: I kind of said before, with having a atheist viewpoint, it's harder with the burden of proof because every all the proof we could possibly have is human, and it's flawed.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll probably talk about that in a minute. But yeah, back on the um on the topic of burdens of proof, yeah. um, I will go ahead and reveal super secret surprise i was at least when i was kind of experiencing going through this stage when i was younger um i didn't really have uh i might have had one or two i guess supernatural religious experiences i guess yeah, we've
1: well we've talked about
0: but generally speaking i did not have very many at all so that did leave me to wonder Am I just crazy? Am I just believing this? You know, because whatever. Obviously, we've had this conversation, did the homework. I believe that I found evidence to believe, and we've talked about that in previous episodes. But to me, obviously, after having these conversations and outlying it, you know what I know. That seems to point more in the theistic direction. So I guess what's confusing to me is why are you so... 95% 95% positive that god does not exist. And and I know you you said it's primarily personal. Yeah. But even for me, I mean I've had more personal experiences after doing my homework, but bef- even before that, looking at purely just the evidence, it looks to lean more towards theism. And of course that's just my perception. But also, you have the same information I have at this point. Yeah. So, I guess, where are you leaning so confidently towards atheism?
1: I guess... That's a big uh, question, but... Just from, I mean, throughout my life and whatnot as we've spoken, Mm -hmm. but, like, um, kind of hard to explain, honestly. But, like, the lack of, say... I guess you can say like spirituality Mm -hmm. and kind of those moments where it's like, Oh yeah, I'm just going through my mechanical actions and whatnot. Just do it. Instead of, uh, doing something because you know, it's good. Just doing it. Okay. it's kind of like I spoke about in love, like everything's, Kind of a mechanism in itself, and it falls deeper into a larger one and whatnot. But it's kind of hard to explain because it's not as I've spoken about. It's not something I really think too much about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, gotcha. say, because kind of as I view it, like with spirituality, since I don't necessarily believe in it, I don't really put too much effort into, say. Uh, viewing it now if it popped up it'd be like okay i need to search into that
0: yeah so i guess kind of like where me and michael are we're, we're kind of on a i guess a spiritual journey in some yeah. way kind of searching yeah. through that do you think that you have just that that's just not the place you're in right now and maybe one day you'll do that oh, or that's it's... just not a thing that you're really gonna do
1: I mean, both are possible. I would prefer, say, like if I get into a time of wanting to search out and view more spiritually, I'd give that a shot. But also, depending on life circumstances, I could wind up just not even bothering. Gotcha. But it's all a matter of circumstances, just as with life. Now, as your older brother, as your older brother, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this up later. I need you to do some homework. Yeah, give we're, me, we're only like, give a, me some good answers. A minute or two apart. <laughs> all right, I need you to give me some good fucking answers. Didn't not right now, but you need to do your homework, kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, bucko. Sport. All right,
0: so, um. Here, here's the the problem in my view with with ultimately positing an atheist position that b- the belief that God does not exist, as I as we defined earlier, uh, the the problem is there's no way to disprove God's God's existence. Such an idea is absurd, yeah. and yet that is exactly what an atheist believes that God does not exist. I argue it takes more faith to disbelieve in God than it does to believe in God because what evidence do we have that God does not exist? You can't prove that. What evidence do we have that God does exist? Well, see our previous episodes for that. It would be much more reasonable in this case to be an agnostic. That is why I argue to be an atheist is an absurd position to hold because you cannot have any degree of confidence that you are correct in your belief. And that is precisely blind faith. Uh, If you have any thoughts on that, I'll let you go. But then I I got one, one analogy before we move on to the next thing.
1: Also kind of like, as we spoke in the, I think we spoke in a previous episode where like uh, the idea that, Oh, well, even if God doesn't exist, putting my hands into this. Into God believing it doesn't really hurt me. It's kind of like the op- opposite to that, where, out of way, it's like, oh, well, God doesn't exist, so why bother? If eh, into that, if you remember, uh, I think you said like you were speaking to your mommy like a child. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's kind of like I, the, my
0: analogy was uh, because you're
1: asking, like, how do you know? God exists, or well, she was like, you lose if nothing
0: wrong. if you believe in God, but if you, if you believe in God and God does exist, you lose nothing.
1: We're saying, but if
0: you don't believe in God and then God turns out to be real, you're done goofed eternity.
1: Yeah, where but say from an atheist, you have zero on the table regardless, in their viewpoint, and say in my viewpoint. Never. Yeah,
0: but that's assuming you're right.
1: What if you believe in a wrong God? Yeah. That, that's also something. That's... Or a that's wrong a, interpretation of God.
0: That's a rabbit hole that we'll talk about, about later. Probably in another episode. I don't have it listed out, but maybe we'll do it. Yeah.
1: But also, we are taking this from a very... uh, it, It's... Theist mind point looking towards this. Yeah. Because we feel we have chips on the table to play
0: right and and this is obviously a very uh philosophically evidential debate type thing whereas we might just be talking past each other in terms of the way that we think yeah because uh, in my mind i'm like okay well there's evidence for this and in your mind you're like well there's not evidence for this yeah. because my evidence is personal experience and your evidence mm-hmm. is like philosophical uh, proofs like th-
1: times where say like when which i have both but obviously my...
0: my personal experience is not necessarily going to convince you which is why i bring mm-hmm. philosophical proofs yeah
1: like anytime i've had say a possible near-death experience the void as i like to call it where like some people see like pearly gates or whatnot well no they don't see pearly gates they just see like the light or they have an out-of-body experience never happened and also the only word in the uh bit before this the Mm -hmm. word confidence yeah not a big fan of that word what do you mean you can be confident as a motherfucker and have the fucking be in the wrong wrong class wrong question wrong test you don't even go to the school which you confident as a motherfucker you write confidence does not equate to correctiveness
0: well, what I mean in the context of that is, is, personal is based off of the evidence that you have, you have a degree of confidence that you are right or wrong. True. That's that's yeah. what I mean in that scenario. No. It's not that like a cocky, like, "Oh, I'm right, yeah. you're yeah. definitely no, wrong." Probably, it's like based on say, what I know, yeah. I think I might be right. Yeah, because, because Michael, we've all
1: met yeah atheists who are overly confident. We've met Christians who are overly confident in a lot of wrong things. Yeah, they'll play so. a devil's advocate on, especially playing off of what Michael said, y- viewing it from a deistic standpoint. The evidence towards that comes, plays towards a deistic mindset instead of just both the atheist and deistic. Because, I mean, who is it playing for? It's playing chips all on that table. Yeah, yeah, and well, but, that's, I mean, that's and, the point. Yeah, it it makes... is
0: because I'm I'm asked, I'm prodding the David, the yeah. atheist out there, to say, all right, we've given evidence for theism. Now give us evidence for atheism.
1: Yeah,
0: and doesn't sound like there is much. Maybe, maybe some atheists will use like the problem of evil. But the problem is, problem with using the problem of evil, is Is it instills moral absolutes, uh, which is presupposing moral absolutes. Where do you get those from other than a theistic worldview? It's a defeater built into their position.
1: And on top of that, it wasn't a fucking problem for, I don't think, any of us.
0: Yeah, and (laughs) and that's why we talked about those episodes, thinking like, okay, maybe David can latch onto some of these and say, these are evidence for my position, yeah, yeah. but he agrees that none of them are really good objections. Yeah, well, and it
1: seems I, like and it comes from not from my viewpoint. I but I was also raised in a theistic standpoint. I mm-hmm. ended up becoming an atheist. Right. But I'm like, eh, th- this ain't it, Chief. Yeah. Yeah, and we never really had to rebel against our upbringing because it was just accepted. Gotcha. We well, were never also pushed one of away. Our did not care at. Well, both our parents and their own ways did not care. Yeah. Well, it's like, okay, you do you, and their one was just too fucked up to do anything.
0: Yeah. All right. So I have, I have. Did you have one, uh, anything else to say, or I have an analogy I want to make before we.
1: Uh, I got wrap one up. more thing. All right, go ahead. About, at the end of the day, if you ask an atheist to prove God isn't real, or to prove that God is real it's usually going to be a personal thing or a theological thing, et cetera. Same thing where if you ask a Christian to prove God isn't real or to prove God is real, it's going to tie a lot into the personal experience. And I think where me and David simil- similarly travel is we view the spirituality and religion as a personal experience, where a lot of people view it as an external experience.
0: Right, yeah. I can... And- for me, if you were to ask why do you believe in God, I can give you personal experiences. Yeah. But my personal experiences might not necessarily convince you, which is why I brought philosophical proofs and, that we can yeah. all agree with in many ways. So I mean, I can give you personal experience. I can give you philosophical proofs. I can give you, in some ways, scientific proofs when it comes to like the supernatural and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, like paranormal episode. Uh, where we had, I had scientific evidence proving something supernatural. Um, so, I mean, I can play, you know, yeah. however you want me to play. But at the end of the day, I think it's more of a psychological thing. Your psychological disposition, either you were likely to believe or disbelieve. And it's kind of just up to where you are in life and a lot of other complicated factors. Um, so, I mean, I'm not trying to trap david in a corner because there are a lot of other psychological factors that play into it yeah. when it comes to belief or disbelief
1: and it ties into the problem of belief in an inning of itself
0: yeah but
1: yeah that doesn't mean
0: i don't want to put these points out there and, and make him or bear. other atheists out there think about their position because
1: that's the whole they point do.
0: of this and ultimately the, the bottom line that I want to get at with this episode is if you are an atheist, if you claim that God does not exist, you have a burden of proof. And if you're going to have a conversation with a theist, you need to be able to give a reason why you don't believe in God. And it doesn't need to be a lame reason like we talked about in previous episodes.
1: Just like if you're same thing goes for you fucking theist out there like me.
0: Don't give a lame reason.
1: Whether it's. Personal, theological or whatever have stick to your guns and have something to believe in, yeah because the belief in nothing is still belief in itself. Right. we all believe in things right, and it's you're not just going to magically come up with them beliefs you have something because at the end of the day, no one believes in nothing. Nothing means nothing. Exactly. All right. And I I think it's a good thing is we equally poke the bear at everybody. Right. So try to get get people to think about their beliefs and why they believe and how they came to that point. Yeah.
0: All right. Well I want to give one last analogy before we wrap up. Um the question is when does absence of evidence become evidence of absence? So here's an analogy. Imagine, I ask you, are there any pink elephants in this room? We can look around, see that there are no pink elephants. No, there are no pink elephants in this room. Because elephants are big, pink elephants are pink, they're not, we, we don't see them. So in this case, the evidence of absence is, the absence of evidence is evidence of absence in this scenario specifically, but let's say we're at the grand Canyon. And I say, are there any flies down here? We look around and we don't see any flies,
1: but there are definitely some flies.
0: So, so I just don't see any flies. So we're like, no, there's probably no flies. There's probably no flies, but in this case, the scenario is much different you have a much larger space, you can't say for sure that there are no flies in that Grand Canyon. This is essentially what the atheist must do. Like the person who says there's no flies in the Grand Canyon, they must say, based on their limited perspective, that God does not exist. That's ridicu- ridiculous. Ridiculous. The, mo- the more realistic posture to take would be to remain agnostic, not to say that God does not exist. Because, again, it, it there's no evidence that you don't have any flies there. There might be. You don't know. So why would you say there's no flies? Why would you say there's no God? You don't know. Anyway, that's where I'm at. That's what. That's my last little analogy. Hopefully that made sense.
1: We'll see. After watching the Derek commercials from back in the 90s, I took one marijuana, just one, and I see purple elephant on David's head. I don't see how you guys don't see it. It's looking at me quite funny.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna, Y'all never saw that? No, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: For some reason, it just reminded me of uh, something an edgy atheist was complaining about. <laughs> All right, well, Isn't that what they mostly do? Yes. Pretty much. Yes. Just like... Political Christians whine and bitch about the same five things. Edgy atheists complain and bitch about the same five things. Well, well this one was a little bit different. It, but it was like just complain about, oh, well, what, why are they still Jews if they, if Jesus was the Messiah? It's like belief. The problem of belief, which isn't not a problem if you don't let it be. Yeah. I, don't Michael, think so I do Why don't... aren't you a Christian? Because you know, yeah, because Cause have, you, cause you don't believe. That's I a problem. have I have belief in something. I'm trying to find out what I, else I again, believe in. Again, another cringeworthy thing I've heard from another atheist.
0: Anyway, um, we can we can probably start. I uh, have a couple of things to wrap up here, but uh, David, you have thoughts on my analogy? Does it make sense?
1: Uh, it makes sense. Yeah, we're I all pretty agreeable so. people here.
0: Yeah. I'm not trying to bully to bully David too much, but I do gotta poke the beast a little bit. Yeah. And and any of you, you know, atheists out there, or theists, you know? Yeah. The whole again, the point of this episode is to say
1: if you're edgy, if you he wants a, to poke you. If, if you, you have a viewpoint... If you have a
0: belief, you should have evidence for why you believe that. Um obviously not everyone is going to be philosophically minded and be like, well, this is why I believe X, Y, and Z. I can point to Anna's helm and, you know, Hume. I don't know that he's an atheist, but you know, depending on what side you're, on. you know, I basically what I'm getting at is be able to communicate with other people, what you believe and why you believe yeah. it.
1: And also with a ph- philosophy, I've noticed at least a lot of like the, once I found be the atheists tend to stay more towards like the human mind. And that process is that where theistic ones both reach into the mind but will grasp further out, but it's also based on how they view the world,
0: yeah um, very, so very
1: rarely you'll have a atheist have something more deeper, at least existentially.
0: Yeah. Some some of them do. But a lot of them a lot of the atheist philosophers that I'm aware of just tend to be like your street edgy atheist type. Yeah. Um but I mean there are there are more existential philosophers that aren't necessarily theistic. But but I mean like they're just fewer and far between. They're they're less well known. Yeah.
1: Put it that way. Yeah. And then well also because most people have better things to do nowadays than yeah. just write philosophy, and it's just they have two ones writing their manifesto. People aren't
0: really—philosophy is not super comp. Well, philosophy is not publicized as philosophy. A lot of the times uh, we'll get political philosophy and scientific yeah. philosophy, and they won't be labeled philosophy. They'll be labeled science or and and politics. Karl I mean,
1: Marx had some great things to say about—as I've— I've probably said this before, but about, like, the human work and work. Like, you feel better when you build a whole thing than just a little part of something, to say it short. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we can get with that. And then people tie edgy politics into it. And also, I think a big problem in the modern world is there's just as many nominal atheists as there are Christians. They're not atheists because they think and they have a belief. They're atheists because they don't take the time to figure out. Just like there's Christians that are only Christian because they don't take the time to think for themselves and build up that house off them bricks. They're just stuck with the foundation. And so... Build a house in sand instead of rock. And so... What I'm getting at is you might be one of them nominal atheists. You might be one of them nominal Christians. You might be nominal at anything. But search in yourself, ask those questions, and figure out why you believe the way you believe. There's no reason to be nominal in the modern era.
0: Right. So a couple conclusions. Um, Naturalism, like scientism. Sorry, that was David's dog being a dog. Naturalism, like scientism, is self-defeating. Evolutionary theory provides evidence for how we survived, not necessarily for determining what is true. So, any assertion positive by evolution, say for morality or the truth of evolution, would be self-defeating because evolution is primarily concerned with survival, not truth. If you, your view is not concerned with what is true... Why believe it? It is easy to attack aspects of a belief system. You could find problems with Christianity all day long, and many have, including us. But what I find more important and relevant is this if someone deconstructs a particular belief system, what do they reconstruct in its place? I argue that atheism, as a worldview, is not capable of explaining enough due to holes in its worldview as we discussed before and philosophical naturalism reducing existence to mere matter and deliberately is deliberately cold and depressing but let's give atheism the benefit of the doubt though let's take it to its logical conclusion suppose that there are natural explanations for everything that occurs in the universe and that there is no god then what's the point of existence that's the point of atheism there is no point. Not objectively, at least. The point is to live your life to the fullest and find your own purpose. Which is all well and good on the, on the surface, but what if you fully live out that worldview? What happens when you achieve everything on your bucket list? You'll just add more things to the list, remain unfulfilled, rinse and repeat. Under atheism, existence is an absurdity. Scientism attempts to explain away everything... And as C.S. Lewis says, quote, you cannot go on seeing through things forever. The whole point of seeing through something is to see something through it. It is good that the window should be transparent because the street or the garden beyond it is opaque. How if you saw the gar- if how if you saw through the garden too? It is no use trying to see through first principles. If you see through everything, then everything is transparent but a wholly transparent world is an invisible world to see through all things is the same as not to see end quote. This is the goal of atheism to see through everything and therefore to see no longer. Now tell me why would someone adopt that belief?
1: Because life's a trip and fi- being able to Enjoy the absurdity of life in itself. Appreciate the absurd. The disturbing. And also, I guess also with atheism, mm-hmm. kind of, it does fall into that, well, everyone just gets a happy fucking ending, but you see so much bad shit down here. So, oh yeah, we just go into the void. Good it can fall into that mindset because I've noticed a lot of atheists do take that. Like, oh yeah, well, this person lived a shitty life, so... And this person lived a good life. That's absurd. Into the void they both go.
0: Well, there's two things there. Number one, where do you come up with your concepts of good and bad from? And two, um... If you are taking atheism to its logical conclusion, there is no point in us existing. We're just kind of an, an accident. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter what you do, whether it's good or bad, because you're an accident on a, a space dust rock. And, it, it you know, everything's really meaningless if, if you take atheism to its fullest extent, to the fullest conclusion. And yet, we're all here trying to find meaning in it.
1: No, I mean, same could be said with the "once saved, always saved" crowd or the predetermined fate.
0: Well, it, even even with that, there is at least some degree of meaning. Now, granted, yeah, but determinism you, is a terrible but view. But what you do, with your life's
1: meaningless because in the end, you end up in the same place.
0: But there's still a little. There's still a little bit more, existentially. Yeah, there's a little bit more to it now. Granted, it's not much more to it. I I get what you're saying. Yeah, but at least they have hope that you know, e- even if somebody believes once saved always saved, at least they have existential hope for the afterlife. And atheism, you got this life, and there's really there's nothing else. See. And then, and then it goes back to the moral issue. The question of where do these morals come from? Which we've talked about a yeah, million times. Yeah, about it but
1: culturally and it could play with some bit of evolution. Because like not killing each other is good for propagating the species. See, I think the end goal ties into the two schools of nihilism. I can't remember their exact name. But... I know everyone here's watch Rick and Morty. Of course, Rick's oh, yeah, fucking miserable I- because I- nothing means anything. Yeah, so he's just because he's big brain. He, he takes it just, to its logical conclusion. He's just gonna do what the fuck he wants, even though he's still gonna be miserable. Jerry, Jerry's fucking worthless. He's the he's the other school. But you know what the fuck of... he's gonna do? He's gonna get up. He's gonna go to work. He's gonna bang his animated wife. <laughs> go to his job that he sucks at, and he's going to do the fucking best and try as fucking hard as he can.
0: They're both nihilists, but they're opposite spectrums. So what you're saying yeah. is David is Jerry.
1: <laughs> and the school of thought is very similar. Make uh, it yeah. the best Make the best of what you have instead of being miserable about it because what's the point of being miserable if it doesn't matter? Yeah, because being miserable... Well, it doesn't is, matter. Well, being Why bi- should you care? But I'm gonna drill
0: you on I'm be, gonna drill David on the because moral thing too.
1: You care because you have an emotional attachment, which is due to your moral standpoint.
0: And where does that come from?
1: As David said, culturally and tied into evolution.
0: But evolution is through. aimed at evolving, not necessarily truth. So well, why evolution. should you believe and that your morals
1: are true? Because we evolved. Your so, morals
0: could be wrong. Yeah,
1: they very well could be. I mean, as, well we, as we be. talked about, the
0: there's a lot of things. But you really, really believe that they're not wrong. You really believe it's probably bad to rape somebody. No, that's and it true. probably is, actually.
1: Well, because we're not fucking animals. Right. Because we have evolved to the point of a society. In yeah. a society, yeah. there are laws. Even in anarchic... Conditions, there are predetermined laws that no one fucking breaks, or else there's retaliation. We do not commit crimes due to the worry of morality. We don't commit crimes due to the ideal of retaliation. Okay. Yeah. Because, because I mean like, if murder was legal, I would have killed ten people today, not thought a second thing about it. Just do 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 do. Because it's perfectly fine. And you will probably got murdered today, too. Yeah. You heard it first. Yeah. I, mean, I would have definitely got murdered. And, like, as we've said, like... I only got seven shots of my gun. You are going to get put on a list. Yeah. When put it, when Good. looking at yeah. previous, like, civilizations, they had a lot of fucked up shit they but could it was, do. It was okay to fucking sacrifice people and rip their fucking heart out. But it turns out sacrificing people... It's it, kind of bad for morale. Yeah. <laughs> kind of bad for <laughs> keeping people together yeah well we we,
0: we've had this conversation about morality before so I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna drill it too much but I I think that's one of the things that theism accounts for better than atheism
1: it does it does yeah but it's also with theism there's kind of it laid out like yeah here it is where with atheism it's like we gotta figure this shit out where's the pieces to the puzzle and the edgy atheists take that to the extreme and just be shitty people yeah. Like, <laughs> we're superior. No, you're th- th- just that's, shitty. Yeah, that's what they sound like. Guys, <laughs> 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 yes, there's no God. <laughs> <Wow>. No God. <laughs>
0: all right. Stop it. But yeah. You're being mean. I, we have a- atheist listeners I, probably. I, I loved how, how Michael fuck? pulled the
1: a- <laughs> pulled the atheist card and had to pull the Rick and Morty. Yeah. All right. All right. I haven't watched that show since like the second season. <laughs> like, I, I, so. I suck it. At- Technical names. So I've uh, it. Uh,
0: let, let's let's wrap up our brick. thoughts. Um, do we have any final thoughts before uh, before we end this one? Con- 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 concluding life, thoughts.
1: Any belief in which you are a hundred percent.
0: If you sure, if you are at least any percent sure of something, belief or disbelief, unless you are one hundred zero percent certain. That God believe God exists or does not exist, you don't have a burden of proof, but if you have even the slightest belief, which is pretty much everyone, almost no one is zero per- is red, dead in the middle, agnostic, almost no one. Most people have some percentage of belief. Or I think what belief. you're probably trying to say is, um, what I've gotten across in this episode is at least have a communicable reason. Why you hold that position.
1: And also, I think 99% of us are not going to be on 100 on either side. There's always going to be that smidgen of "Mm, maybe I'm believing this and it's not true, or hey, maybe I don't believe in this, but I'm wrong. There's from, and if I think most people who don't look at that and go, you know, I might be 99%, but there's still a chance. Right. however slim it is that I'm wrong like David's like
0: 95% I'd probably say I'm like 95% on the opposite side and Michael yeah. is
1: probably like 25% your way well he's probably like 90% on the, on the theistic, the theistic point. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. 95% sure that there is a higher power there is a God uh, on the Jesus side you we'll might on. be like 20% right. but what I'm trying to say is if you think you fall on 100% on either fucking side, you are just lying to yourself, honey. Well,
0: what do you know? They, I mean, they could have had like a near-death experience and spoken to the J-Man himself. Or went or into like, the
1: void, as but, I like to call it. But I don't know why he came up with it. But it, it, it there's works. There's still always a chance that we're all wrong. Yeah. And it's the flying spaghetti monster. Yeah, And that's Ugh. the beauty behind the absurdity of everything. Well, you can put a, human, a human condition yeah. is absurdity. I mean, the absurdity of speaking of, say, the lack thereof or for. I mean, it's all absurd, but that's why we can have these higher level conversations. Are you trying to say theism is absurd? Atheism is just as absurd.
0: I, but I, you,
1: how is theism absurd? Well, without the nuances any it's absurd yeah if we were all just placed on this rock and it was like within 10 minutes without any teasing out of anything and without any personal journey because you've been on a personal journey i've been on a personal journey david's been on yeah because without the nuances it's all fucking absurd yeah yeah gotcha if someone walked up to me like yeah when you die you're going to the void it's like what the fuck <laughs> or it's like hey this person did a spore creature creator made you and he's <laughs> waiting for you when when, when you die i forgot about like, that game <laughs> oh good game it's like no matter what without the nuances and the discussion of it or without the context of it being religion it's absolutely fucking absurd that's the beauty behind it because we're able to search deeper and find yeah, that's, the context and understand Because when like, you take any higher level dot besides like basic fundamentals, and you know, without the context, it's absurd. You take computers. We're taking rocks, putting electricity, and telling it true statements to do stuff. Gotcha. I feel you. Yeah,
0: that's- I see what you're saying. Um. Okay. So
1: there's beauty and absurdity. Yeah.
0: I guess. You say so,
1: and and regardless if you're religious or not, you got life. Enjoy the ride. Fuck a dog, life's a ride. Um, (laughs) Excuse me, what? Fuck it, dog, life's a ride. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I I just heard. Yeah, we heard something different. (laughs) (laughs) Why would I say that? Listen,
0: you say weird shit. All right, I would never say to do that. You never know.
1: All right. oh Poo-poo that, that reminds me. is okay but that that's too far oh that, that reminds me i, I told uh, bailey about a famous uh, tv show person that's going to prison for a cool. long time cool he's on tl well he was a part of a tlc show. shut up No, i gotta bring that up next okay shut the hell up
0: all right well we're, we're wrapping up this episode yeah um, if any of what i've brought up in this episode has interested in you uh, my phone went to sleep. Oops. Sorry. Great. Convenient. Thanks. Uh, you may want to read the second chapter of William Lane Craig's book, Reasonable Faith for More. The chapter is titled The Absurdity of Life Without God, or check the other sources I've listed. Now, I know I've been really hard on David in this episode. I've I, okay. I still love you. But next week, we're going to flip the script and talk Again. about issues with Christians in America. Yeah. 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 You filthy motherfuckers. You join in next time. I. I will. Even I, will join I? in and have a few words. We're for gonna bully these nerds. I know. Some we, people. we.
1: We bullied everybody.
0: <laughs> time to bully. <laughs> bully or be bullied.
1: It's a bully or be bullied world. All right.
0: Well. Anyway. Um. It's been real. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been fun. It's been real fun. It's been
1: real fun. On this episode of Facing the Gates.
0: Uh, on this episode of Facing the Gates podcast.
1: And we will see and you guys. And we will see
0: you guys. Next week. Next week, Monday, 6 a.m. Wake up at 6 a.m. As soon as the episode comes out, you're going to love it.
1: Put the Play that shit once and put it on mute and leave it playing on your computer all day.
0: Yeah. We need to rack up them plays. Send it to a friend if you like it. Yeah, and
1: post it on Pornhub. Don't. Why not? You gotta gotta reach people through all. Them. No, no I you can't get put on Pornhub no more because they have to verify shit now. Yeah, I'll make I an I account, account it on and the DMCA straight. Put on X I want to
0: get credit for when people listen to our beautiful words. So listen to it on the approved platforms. Not Pornhub. Someone's going
1: to put like 20... (laughs) Pornhub's not one of them. Like 10-second clips. All right. The end of the episode is
0: now. We're done. We've rambled on for eons. Thanks for listening. We love you.
1: Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Check out my Pornhub page. Stop.